So I have a question to, to ask you at the very beginning here that I need you to answer. How are you today? Good. You're good. Interesting. Interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So we're going to see how this good that we throw out there a lot of times, how that really relates to life. So I'm sure, though, that some of you out there who are thinking, I'm good, aren't good. You're not good. Things haven't been good. But it's interesting that we throw that out so much. You know, I have really, because I knew I was going to teach you this message, I have really tried to tell myself, don't answer that question with good. How are you? Good. Because I thought, no, no, because there's a, there's a whole clue into how we should actually be living, and we shouldn't just say we're good all the time. But we've been so conditioned, I think, just to say that we're good. And I don't even think we realize how many times we say it. I was like dumbfounded how many times I heard myself and I heard other people say this back when you asked them how they're doing. The other day I was at the post office in Trey Grove. Now, I live in a little tiny town, 250 people, and I don't even think that's right. I think there's less, because more and more people are moving out every day, just like the state of Illinois. So, anyway, I'm in town, and most everybody, they pretty much know each other. You know, there's only 100 post office boxes, so you're running the same people. But I had somebody say, how are you? And I went to turn and answer, and they were nowhere to be found. And I thought, oh, okay. So either one thing, they didn't care how I am, right? Maybe they just don't care. But maybe they just get so used to hearing that same response. I'm good that they figured you're just going to say I'm good. And so they just kind of move on. And we've kind of like gotten this weird habit, too, of saying how are you to people as a way to say like, hi. When actually it's a question. You're asking a question. How are you? Question mark. And that we don't answer and, or we just like expect no answer is kind of bizarre, really, when you think about it. Well, I don't know. I've kind of been finding this, this response a little bit frustrating, kind of a little bit annoying. I think it's so vague. It's such a vague comment back to somebody's question. And a lot of times, like I said, it's an outright lie. And why it is that we feel like sometimes, I guess, we just don't have those relationships that are so deep enough that we can actually kind of reveal what's really going on in our life? I don't know. I think we get it. I think all of us get it. I think we understand that life is tough. Life is a struggle for a lot of us, for sure. It's frustrating. There's things that we're going through all the time. I mean, it is definitely not an easy thing to do. I think that if we've gone through these last few years, as we know from 2020 on, it's been quite interesting frustrating, really hard to take sometimes. So it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And I think we live in a state of go, go, go so much that for the most part, we don't answer that question except for just good because we know everyone else is so busy too, right? We don't want to slow them down. Why would we want to slow somebody down? They're all on a mission. You got to keep going. You got to make the money. You got to get the Benjamins. You got to pay the bills. This is what we do. So a lot of times we don't even have any real relationships. Well, it shouldn't be that way in the church, understand. That should not be the way that we live here. And I don't think that's the way that God ever intended us to live. I don't think he ever wanted us to live in such a frantic state that we don't ever have real relationships that we can really talk to each other about. And I think that so many times, even us as Christians, we're no different than the world. Our lives are so surface with one another. 
Now, I'm not saying at a church this size you're going to have best friend relationships with everybody. You're not. It's not realistic. But I do think that you should have somebody here that's the like-minded faith, that somebody that you can talk to and tell them when life isn't so good. I think a lot of times we don't reveal our struggles. We don't want to slow people down. We don't want to slow ourselves down because we have to keep going too. So instead what we do is we keep saying that same pat answer. How are you? Good. I'm good. And we know we're not good. And I think a lot of times other people know we're not good either. But yet we don't stop enough to say really what's really going on though. I mean, what does good mean anyway? I mean, you stop and think about that statement. I'm good. It's such a blasé word. It's blah, meh, boring, boring. Not good. I mean, just good, not great. Just good. You know, the Bible talks about just those, those lukewarm feelings, those things that really mean nothing. He even says those are the people, if their faith is like that, he just says, I'd rather have you hot or cold, but you're lukewarm and I'll just spit you out of my mouth, is what he says. Sometimes I think our good responses are really kind of like so sad that we don't talk, we don't reveal our hearts, and we just keep saying these dumb, pat answers to each other. And you know, it's not even good grammar. You know that? It's not even good grammar. Now, I'm an English person. I don't know why I, I love words, I love their meaning, but it's not even good grammar. You know, if someone asks you how you're doing, you don't say, I'm good. You say, I'm well. I'm well. So it's not even good grammar that we use, but it's frustrating because if you look it up, because of this message I went on Google and I looked in the dictionary, you know, they've already changed it. Good means okay, you can know, whatever. I'm telling you, our world and our vocabulary is getting dumbed down every single day. But the problem is, with this answer, is the Bible tells us that none of us are ever going to be good enough. We're not good enough. Luke 18, 19 says, Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. Sometimes I wonder when we say, I'm good, I wonder if it gets God's attention and says, No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not good. Well, years ago, I listened to this pastor, and he had this really awesome podcast, and he no longer has it, but it's really sad, because I learned so much from it. It was called True Stewardship, and it was talking about how you live your life, and how you really, your money, and also your life, really serves God, how we're stewards of whatever he's given us, right? And he talked about how he lives a life honoring God, and I was listening to him, and over and over and over again, when I would listen, he would have this response when people asked him how he was. He'd say, I'm better every day. I'm better every day. So every time I would be out mowing, because I, I usually listen to podcasts or I listen to worship music or something when I'm mowing the grass, because I mow a lot of grass. I, I just It's what I do. I, I actually love it. It's kind of like my vacuuming, but outside. So it, it kind of works out well for me. But when I was listening to him say that I'm better every day, there was one day it just hit me. It just hit me so hard, and I started crying when I was mowing, and I thought, wow, I don't know if I could ever say that. 
I don't know if I really believe that in my heart, that I could say I'm better every day and truly like feel that in my heart. You know, I think a lot of times we don't think that way. I think we just kind of continue on, even though life can be difficult. and We don't think about getting better. We just kind of stay in our goodness. And instead, what's happening is we're actually getting worse and worse. You know, like I said, when I wanted to say this, and even when I want to say it today, sometimes I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language. How are you? I'm better every day. I have to retrain my thinking. And I was thinking about when I was listening to him saying this, I thought, why did it have such a reaction for me? Why was it such a huge thing when I heard that, that it actually brought me to tears? And I thought, you know, maybe I just don't really believe it. Maybe I don't really believe in my heart that I can become better every day. If I'm struggling so much with saying it, maybe there's just something inside me that's just not going to like strive for that or believe in it. But I started to think, what if I could be? What if I could actually become better every day? What if I, I don't have this thought I'm, I'm good, but I could become better and better every day? What if all of us could start to say that? Kind of makes you think, isn't it? If we could say, when someone asks us, how are you? And we could say, we're better every day instead of just good. But you know, it makes you kind of think a little bit. What if it's, what if it could actually amaze the world that's around us if we answered that question in that way? What if we were different? You know, the problem with Christianity a lot of times is so many of us, we're no different than the world. We don't look any different. We don't sound any different. Nothing's different. What if we could be different? What if when people ask us this question, how are you, we could actually come back with the response, better every day. Something where they actually go, hmm, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that answer. Why are you better every day? Were you sick? Was there something wrong? See, it kind of brings in more questions, doesn't it? It kind of makes you lean in a bit and ask what's going on in your life instead of just saying, I'm good. What if we slowed down a bit? What if we just slowed our roll, you know? And someone says, how are you? And say, I'm better every day. How are you? And have a response back and see what they're thinking in their life. I just think sometimes we're just on a mission. We're just on this mission of life, and we're trying to accomplish it, you know, instead of living it. We're trying to get to the end so fast that we don't enjoy the day. I don't know about you guys, but I'll tell you, being a mom and having kids as old as I do, there's times, there's whole segments of my life I'm like, where was I? Was I there? Did I pay attention? I don't know if I was paying attention. I think sometimes as moms and dads, I think we get caught up in the everyday so much that sometimes we don't enjoy that moment where we have this gift of children. That's why I think grandparents love their kids, their grandkids so much. Because like, you know what, they go home, but we have that moment that we just absorb it all in. We're not distracted. We can just enjoy it. But it kind of makes you wonder if we couldn't be different. If we could have a different response 
If someone asks us how we are, if we could say we're better every day. Well, because God is amazing, he has a plan for us to answer that question in that way. It's not just going to be simple words. Words are important, understand. But he actually gave us a better way in which we can believe this. He tells us that we can actually be better every day. And it's in this amazing little psalm that I'm sure you've heard before. Probably even if you're not a Christian. If you've never been a Christian, you've heard it before too. And it's really kind of sad because where they always tell you this psalm is at a funeral. They kind of give it to the dead. (laughs) Instead, it's supposed to be us that are living and breathing and trying to succeed in this world. And it's Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here in this little psalm that David wrote is the answer to how are you. You might not have believed it, but it is. The same David who went and killed Goliath is the person who wrote this psalm. What he does is he goes and he tries to remind himself of God's goodness how great God's been, and all the things that he has done for him and continues to do for him on a daily basis. This is what David does in that psalm. I think it's kind of interesting because when I was thinking, how do you become better every day? How do you become better every day? Is it just by saying the words over and over again? Do you really truly start to believe that or is there something more? I had this whole summer where I felt like I just kept kind of feeling this over and over again. And one night when I was in my Bible reading, I read this psalm, and I thought, God just like shined the light right on that psalm and said, this is how you do it. You keep wondering how you're going to become better every day. This is how you're going to become better every day. When you read it, you realize that all that it's in there is what's going to help us to be mindful of becoming better. You know, David didn't have it easy. David had it tough. After he kills Goliath, he goes on and he wants to, you know, do these great things. And the king goes and tries to kill him, chases him away. David had high highs and low lows, just like we do. All of us have tough lives. I don't think any of us has it easy. You know, David was a hero one minute and obviously a pariah to society the very next. All of us live in a post-COVID world. You know what I call it? You know, 2019 was B.C., before COVID, right? (laughs) Before COVID. That's how I look at it. But I think post-COVID, we live in a darker world. And a lot of times we can say, you know, it seems like what's going to be coming down the the pike next? What's going to come at us? Another pandemic? Maybe World War III? Who knows what's going to take place? It seems like there's a lot of craziness out there as far as finances go and the things that you're dealing with. Things are more costly. And we wonder, how are we ever going to make it? How can we succeed? We live in a world where there never seems to be enough hours in the day to relax and enjoy life. 
It seems all like you do is run from one job to the next trying to make it, trying to pay the bills, there's not enough money. And I think we can all become so frustrated and frazzled and disillusioned with life. I think if you pay attention to the news, sometimes you could really just feel lost, like, I don't know if I can do this. But the problem is we keep feeling that feeling of being frazzled and disillusioned and, and really frustrated with life because a lot of times we're not looking at the right thing. What we're doing is we're looking at our circumstances instead of looking at the God who created all things and wants us to help, wants to help us through it. See, the thing is, if we take our eyes off the prize, what happens a lot of times is we, our eyes go back on us. See, we have a really hard time because we are very, very self-absorbed people. And I don't care who you are and how long you've been following after God, it seems like there's so much self-absorption. You know, you ever talk to somebody and just try to talk to, talk to them and tell them something and all they can do is, they're not even listening to you. You know they're not. You're, you're, you're actually responding to a question that they asked you. You're given the response and they're already thinking in their mind what they're going to say next. You can see it. We're so self-absorbed. And see, God says, take your eyes off yourself and put your eyes on him. Because if you do that, you can become better every day. The problem is we're focusing on our problems all the time, but not the solution, which is God. Psalm 23 is this amazing reminder of how blessed we actually are. Like I said, they, they read it to the dead. You know, We're reading it in funerals, and instead what we should be doing is we should be reading this every day ourselves to remind ourselves how good God is. In this psalm, we can see confidence, we can see assurance, and we can see the endurance that's going to take really to live and believe and love God the way we should and live a life that's worthy of getting to the end. God wants us to live that way. God wants us to live with this confidence, assurance, and have endurance to get to the end. How many of you guys throughout your day have you, that assurance? Do you have that assurance, that confidence that you need to get through? I'm going to tell you, I think why it hit me so hard when I listened to him say better every day was because I thought, that's not how I'm living. That's not how I'm living. And it's still sometimes not how I'm living, and i got to change it. Because a lot of times, this is how I live. This is Deb's living translation, and maybe yours too. Instead, it's, I'm just a poor little sheep. I never seem to have enough. I never get refreshed, and I feel overwhelmed today like I do every single day. I run ahead of the shepherd along the path because I think I probably know better. Most of the time, I'm scared to death as I walk through the valley because I know everything is out to get me. (laughs) I'll be lucky if I survive this day. And I just hope that maybe someday I might make it to heaven and be with God if I'm good enough. If I'm good enough. That's how we live. Instead, isn't it? A lot of times you can see what it is through that. How we live is what I, me, my. Instead of him who is the God that did all things for us and continues to do for us on a daily basis. If we have no confidence and assurance, I want you to understand you're never going to have the endurance. You're never going to have the endurance to get to the end. You have to be confident in what he's done for you. The fact that he saved your soul, your eternity is changed. 
You don't have to be fearful of death because he's got the promise right there. You get to go with him. He says he, he calls you his children. That should give us confidence and assurance the fact that we are his kids and he's going to care for us. See, God wants us to know that you'll lack for nothing. Your needs and what is so great about God is even your wants many times. Even your wants, even the things that you desire that isn't necessarily need, a lot of times he'll come through and he'll still give it to you because he's that great. He's that wonderful. He wants you to have the assurance that he's with you when you walk through the valleys because we're all going to have them. Sometimes it seems like that's all you do is stay in the valley. And you're like, man, when's the mountain? When do I start climbing out of this valley? Sometimes that valley is long-lasting. And it's difficult. And it's hard. But he says, have the assurance that he's got you. He wants you to have the endurance to continue on and believe that it's his goodness and his love is going to follow you all the days of your life. And he says, and then you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a promise. What a promise that he gives us. It's that assurance and that confidence and endurance I want you to understand is so attractive to a dying and hopeless world. This is where our problem comes in with just saying we're good. We're good. How is that anything that's going to be bait or something that's going to draw somebody to ask questions like, what do you have in you that's giving you this confidence, this assurance, this feeling you have that no matter what life throws at you, you can succeed and you can make it? See, this is what God says. He says, tell everybody how great I am, not how good you are. How great is he? Keep pointing everybody to him instead of talking about how good your life is. I think reminding ourselves every day of how great God is, reminding yourself that, you know, he has you, that he's going to help you through. When you're going to read that psalm and you're going to say, yes, he has me. He's going he's to help me through my battles. He's going to refresh me. When I feel as though I'm at my end and I can't make it, I can't take another day. And he says, no, I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to help you through. But I think reminding yourself how great God is, I think if we do that, we can become better every day. And then, like I said, we can offer that same hope to other people around us if we do. Even through that simple question of how are you? How are you? I mean, how often do you get asked that question? So often. Our response getting better every day instead of just saying good like I said, it might be just enough that someone wonders, hmm. And then they lean in and they ask, well, why do you say that? Why are you better every day? And you can tell them it's because I have confidence and I have assurance that God loves me and he's with me. Because of that, I have the endurance to fight my battles because life is still tough. It's not like you're going to believe this and read it and then all of a sudden everything magical is going to happen and all your life's going to work out. No. See, David was on the run. David knew what it was to go through the battles. But he knew also God would see him through it. And see, that's what you need to do when you talk to people is you need to say, yeah, my life is not always easy. There's a lot of things I'm going through. Maybe there's relationship problems. Maybe there's family problems. Maybe there's money problems. 
financial problems. But when you talk to someone, you say that it's getting better every day. It's saying that you trust in him that he's going to see you through. That he's with you. That no matter what the circumstances are, that he is going to see you through these battles. And then you can become better every day through it. Let me reread Psalm 23. Think about it. Really think about it when you say these words. Because I think sometimes we read them and we just kind of skim over. But think what it means to you in your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your broad and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. So I want to ask you this again. I'm going to ask you the question. How are you? Better every day. I want you to come back in two weeks. Next week, we're going to have a Mother's Day message. The week after that, I'm going to finish this message. But I'm going to give you a little gift on that day because it's going to be something that you can be reminded of over and over and over again because the Bible tells us that if we write these things down, if we repeat them, if we believe them, it says write them on your doorpost, tell them to your children. If we do this and we remind ourselves every day that we can become better every day, I think God could change a lot of our circumstances, at least our outlook, right? That we don't tell everybody we're good, but that we're becoming better every day. Let me pray for you. Well, God, you are so amazing, and we forget Even those that say we love you and we desire to walk along with you, and we know that you're with us, we just sometimes get our eyes off of you. We get our eyes off the prize, and we put our eyes so much on ourselves. Forgive us for that, God. I just pray that our minds and our focus would be on you and how good and amazing you are in our lives. I pray that you would help us, Lord God. Help us to to not just keep throwing out these simple words of saying, I'm good, but that we are actually believing in our heart that we have confidence and assurance that we are becoming better every day. We know that's all you ask, just trying every day, incrementally, just getting a little bit better every day, keeping our focus on you. We thank you for all things that you're going to do. We praise your name. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.